the Cross the Streams podcast. Cross the Streams. There's definitely a very slim chance we'll survive. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. That's hysteria. Welcome to the Cross the Streams podcast. It's your boy Cooley and I'm hanging out with Tony Emerald III. That's right, man. Not the first or the second, but the third, dude. We all have no middle name. <laughs> really? Nah, man. Is that real life? Yeah, for real, dude. I don't have a middle name. If I did, I would not be the third. So that's what's wow. up. Wow. Like your middle name is like literally Amaral. Like your last name is your middle name because your last name is the third. Nah, dude. It's my that's last so name. That's so weird. No, no. You can't say my last name is my middle name. It's legit. I have no middle name. You just can't decide... Because there's three things in my name that the second thing is the middle name. <laughs> it doesn't make that's, sense. That's how, that's how shit works. No, when dude, When you have three not. things, the second thing is the middle thing. No, it's not, bro. It's that's a just, suffix. That's just, that's just logistics, bro. No, it's a, it's called a <laughs> suffix, you dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you have three things. The thing in the middle is the middle, right? Am I wrong? That's fucking dumb. <laughs> It's, so, it's true though no it's not it's truth not when it comes to names um, yeah <laughs> all right cool yeah, but we got we got a killer show lined up uh we actually have a bunch of shit we're gonna talk about that we've seen uh i actually saw some of the stuff that i didn't see last week so we're gonna talk about that a little bit yeah hell yeah uh, it's about time hell yeah yeah it was actually pretty good too uh yeah. you saw some of the stuff that you didn't see last week that's right and uh and yeah, you know, it's going to be a good time. And we're going to start off by talking about this show that's on Amazon Prime right now uh, that you put me on to. Yep. Uh, show's called, called Hellier. Hellier. Yep. Hellier. H-E-L-L-I-E-R. If you're trying to look for it on Prime Video, that's the way you're going to find it. Um, yeah, and if you're like me, you probably think that that means like it's more hell, helly than yeah. other things uh and that's not what it means um it's just the I name of really a town don't. in kentucky that's basically what it is yeah i literally felt super dumb when i started watching it i was like oh <laughs> yeah i didn't know i didn't know what it meant either man i didn't know until i actually started watching it i mean i watched it because the like the the picture that or i guess like the thumbnail that is the picture for the show I'm so not fucking articulating what I'm trying to say, but whatever. Like when you click something, it has like a picture and that's like the poster for the movie. It looks like a legit alien. And I was like, oh, that's cool. My cousin recommended it, you know, recommended it. Him and I are really into aliens. So I went in to check it out and it really isn't what I thought it was going to be, but it was still interesting. Um, mm. What Now, what was your, what were your thoughts on all this, man? Because it's very, it's very paranormal-esque, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, it was a good story, you know? <laughs> Subtext. Yeah, man. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> waste of time. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, not a waste of time. It was entertaining. It was very entertaining. Uh, and that's all I look for in my paranormal stuff is is I want to be entertained. And I was. Uh, I mean, some of this stuff was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Um, but like... Dude, I mean, we we've done this before. We've had we've we've had this dance in the past. I mean, you believe, I don't believe, and we just kind of go in these circles. And you know, you say potato, I say 
fucking bullshit. And that's just, you know, that's the, <laughs> that's just the way we are, man. Uh, but I I enjoyed I enjoyed the show. I thought it was I thought it was fun to watch. You say bullshit. <laughs> I love how I literally not even. I was just waiting for you to say potato, and you just totally didn't. Uh, <laughs> so. No, nah, man. I mean, hey, listen, it's entertaining. There's a lot of things about this show that if you are interested in this stuff and you have more of an open mind, I think that some of these things may feel like they could be real. But the other side of this is that everything that they do in the show, you know, from me kind of like thinking back on it could have been faked. So, mm. You know, it's kind of left up to, you know, do you really believe this? You know what I mean? I heard that there was Spoiler a Spoiler alert, I don't. Yeah, and I heard that there was a second season that I, I have not watched. Um, they're trying to film a third right now, but the reviews on the second season are like, if you thought the first season was far-fetched, like, this is all over the place. So, yeah, like, I, mean, I mean, the coolest thing about this show, though, is like the, it's a, it's a paranormal investigation it's a documentary, essentially, but it's but it's the the people that are doing the investigation and whatnot. They're like super. They're like super chill. Yeah, they are. Like they're relatable. They don't seem. Like, it's not. It's not boring to listen to them. You know I mean, right. there's a lot of there's a lot of paranormal investigation documentaries or or deep dives, and the people that are like talking are like fucking monotone or just. You know, they, they're just boring. And for me, I mean, there are some people that like, you know, like Tony, uh, that you can listen to some boring ass motherfuckers because like to you, the subject matter is like, ah, oh, this I want to know about this. So right. they can have like the the most monotone and boring. But but I can't do that because you have to have some entertainment value. If you're not entertaining me, then uh, eh. <laughs> yeah, and no, I hear you, man. I mean, it's, it's really one of those things where I think if you even are considering this, just pop on prime video, click on the first season and watch the trailer, see if it's something that you're into. And then if you feel like, you know, it might be interesting, watch the first episode, second episode and kind of just come to your own conclusions. That's all I can tell you. You know, I don't really yeah. know if it's true or not, but, it was interesting, you know. That's all I can Yo, say. Yo, crowd, crowd participation time. Listen, in the first episode, we get to uh, hear this uh, this email. Somebody reads an email that was sent <clears throat> to these people, and it was written by this doctor that lives in Hellier, which is why the shit is named Hellier. And dude, I just want to know if people agree with me that there's no fucking way that somebody wrote this shit in any of the the 2000s like <laughs> any year of the i think it was supposed to be 2012 right that they got this or like 2011 or something like that yeah it's, i think it's yeah i think it is yeah yeah somewhere around 2011 2012 uh they get this email and there's no fucking way that this email was written there this is this it sounds like somebody from the 1800s. It sounds like it came from like uh, Billy the Kid or some shit. Uh, it's just well, wait a minute. The guy from from the email from David is that what you're talking about? Because I, I actually yeah. found it. I found it right here. It's the first email. Yeah. You want me to read yeah. it? Oh, dude, <laughs> this is literally dude. What read it. Just read it. Just read. Really just don't... read. Just read the first. Just read the first paragraph because the shit is long. Just read the first paragraph. I don't think it, dude. 
Hello, my name is David. I received your contact information through a, a mutual acquaintance who assures me that you are well equipped to investigate peculiar problems. Furthermore, I believe. Hold you on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Please read this in a uh, <laughs> use use like a, a use like a British accent, like an educated British accent. Oh, dude, accent. I, I I I'm not good with that shit. <laughs> it's. Let me just read this. Hello. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Furthermore, I believe you may have an interest in these events beyond any compensation that I am prepared to deliver in order to have these issues sorted. For the past six months, I have been living in a rural home located on the border of West Virginia and Kentucky, where my family is nightly assaulted by creatures that I have come to believe are of an extraterrestrial origin. These beings appear to be the size and stature of a small child, devoid of any facial features, save for large, oily eyes and lipless mouths. They frighten Who my children. Who talks like that, Tony? I don't think that this guy sounds like he's from the 1800s. I, I, bro, this I honest, sounds like this sounds like the narrator. Bro, this sounds like the opening to, narration to like a Jack the Ripper movie. What like, are you talking about, dude? He sounds like a doctor. He's super articulate, and he makes a lot of sense. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't sound like. He's reading Shakespeare. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know, dude. So, <laughs> Shakespeare wasn't in the 1800s, bro. No, I know he wasn't, but I'm just saying, like, when you read old English, when you're reading Shakespeare, it's like it's uh, it's a a vernacular that no one speaks anymore, which is why people find it very hard to understand, you know. But this doesn't seem like that. It seems pretty. <laughs> straightforward he just used he just well-spoken <laughs> so. uh, i feel like i'm i feel like i'm reading a fucking dungeons and dragons fucking monster manual entry nope. or some i shit. don't know well listen man check out hellier make your own decisions um <clears throat> if you're looking for something a little bit more funny everybody's been talking about Shit's creek for a long time on netflix um Shit's creek kind of just kind of came out of nowhere and just blew up um and i know people that are obsessed with this show it's kind of got like an office following, you know, like people are obsessed with the office. This is kind of right up there. I mean, but you have a really great cast. I mean, the two leads are Catherine O'Hara and Eugene Levy. I mean, you can't get any better than those two. They're hilarious together. Um, so, you know, I don't know, man. I, I really enjoyed the first season. I haven't gotten around to watching the second yet. And I know people that are big fans of the show that are listening to this podcast probably hate me for saying that. But um, I plan to jump back on that train. But I really like it, man. I, I know that you're a big fan of it. You just started watching it recently, right? Yeah, I just started watching it, too. Uh, like, I watched the first season. I'm, like, probably five episodes into the second season. Uh, you know, Court and I watch it together, so it's not something I can just blow through on my own. But, right, uh, dude, we're, we're loving it, man. And... You know, it's something that we've always meant to get around to, but just like, I, I love the whole concept of like, you know, the, like, you know, this rich family that, you know, loses everything and they have to move into this like, you know, super like poor town and right. Like it's just, they're new poor and it's, and it's great. And it's, and it's fun to watch how they react to everything. Uh, I think, you know, Eugene Levy's great. His son's great. His yeah. daughter's in this. She's great. And uh, I mean, it's just 
I don't know, man. Catherine O'Hara is awesome. She's hilarious in this shit. Oh, she's um, always been funny, man. She, I've loved her since like Home Alone, you know, the mom, and I've loved her in Beetlejuice, and she's just such a great actress. Um, she's yeah, really, this is kind of like her Beetlejuice character, only times a hundred. Yeah, well, this is like so. I know this here comes like a movie line, but in Beetlejuice, she basically says that she needs to express herself with art. And she's like, if you don't let me be creative, she's like, I will go insane and I will take you with me. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And, and I feel like this is her. If she went insane, <laughs> like, yes, like, like yeah. if, if her character actually eventually did go insane, this is what that person would be. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 100%. Yeah. So and she's she's great, yeah. And I was gonna mention that man, Dan Levy. His son uh, is great uh, in this. He is is they're all just really great. And I know that Yo, like, Dan Levy has Dan Levy has more moments where he just fucking cracks me up than oh, he's so funny than most than most like you know comedic roles. Uh, like I mean, just everything he says is like fucking hilarious. Yeah, well, he's basically, um, you know, he plays like a gay guy, like, you know, he, he's he's like he's the typical, like, you know, a little over the top flamboyant gay guy from L.A., you know what I mean? Who's upper class and he plays the role so damn well, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like he really it's like, you know, somebody like that, you know what I mean? Like, I know a couple people like that and he nails it, you know, it's just like he does such a great job um, and they just the cast itself. They really come together. It's a fun and comedy Alexis, to watch. Oh my god, the daughter, awesome. She's awesome. Freaking hilarious. She's hilarious. They have a lot of great moments, you know. And, and it's a show like this where it really just comes down to the writing, you know. Like the writing, the writers for the show are phenomenal. Um, you know, you could have a great cast, man. Excuse me, a great cast, but if you don't have a good writer or a great staff of writers, then the show's going to suck. And this is one of those shows that definitely does not fall short of good writing. It is excellent. Um, so if you guys have Netflix, which I'm sure you do, and if you didn't have it before this pandemic, I'm sure you have it now. Make sure that you check it out. Um, it's worth your time. It's something that kind of takes your mind out of the bullshit world that we're living in right now. Because um, there's a lot of stuff out there, man. There's a lot of stuff that is just like, oh, this is dark and twisted. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of like, violent stuff out there but if you're just looking for something lighthearted that's going to make you laugh i mean this is it you know um check it out yeah and they uh, yeah the uh they're very easy to digest they're yes. only like 24 minute episodes like super quick yes um 22 minutes 24 minutes here 22 minutes there and uh yeah definitely worth it worth your time you'll blow through them like you'll find yourself like you'll literally find yourself binging it it's very easy to forget how many episodes you've watched it really is and I, I find seasons or series that are uh have 20 minute episodes um i can blow through super quickly um which actually brings me to um you know i finally watched um something you had recommend or recommended i am not okay with this um which what'd you think dude they were only 20 minute episodes i think there was like 10 of them i blew through them in like two days I, I i finished it and then i just totally forgot to text you because i got super busy but i really liked it man at first i was like okay where's this going but mm -hmm. yeah it really is it was just very reminiscent of like an origin story to carry you know um yeah and i'm not saying that's what that is but man did they pull references from carry um it was oh, yeah. it was great man i just 
I like where it ended. <clears throat> I don't want to say how it ended, but it was a great ending because it definitely wrapped everything up really well for a first season. And I'm excited to see where the second season goes. Um, it, yeah, it was I, just I, a stellar cast too. Yeah. I get the feeling that the second season is going to be a lot different because all the preliminary, like, yeah, get to know you stuff is out of the way. Exactly. But I mean, man, they do a good get to know you segment though, man. Cause that, that those seven episodes, just getting to know Sydney, the main character. Yo, <laughs> look, Sydney's cool, man, but I love Stanley, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. No, Stanley's the greatest, man. He is such a baller. Like he is like that kid who just like give he's wicked. He's just not in the popular circle in school, but he's like he nerds out in his own way. He, you know what I mean? He kind of like dresses in his own style. He's kind of like weird, but like He's the dude that I would end up being friends with in high school. You know what I mean? I mean, he reminded me of, he reminds me a lot of Ducky Dale. Like, yeah. Yep. You know, like that kind of character, you know? Yeah. That's actually a good reference, man. Yeah. That's, that's actually a really good reference. Yeah. I mean, if so, if you know who that is, then it's a, that's pretty spot on actually. <laughs> yeah. Let, I'm not going to tell you who Ducky Dale is. If you don't know who Ducky Dale is, then yeah, you, gotta you look need it to up. fucking find out. And, yeah. and, but if you know who Ducky Dale, if you just know the name, like when I say that name, if you know the name, then this is a show that's really going to appeal to you because that's the that's the formula that I think they took, uh, you know, to make this movie and definitely or show I should say, um, right? And yeah, Stranger Things, uh, you know, executive producers and the uh, director of you know uh, the end of the fucking world is the uh, team that's behind this and it shows awesome show. I'm glad you watched it. Glad you liked it, man. Um, yeah, and, man, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the second, uh, second season. And I finally watched parasite dude, dude. All right. Seriously. What did you think of parasite? Because I loved it. I'm so psyched. You actually seriously checked it out. What did you think? Yo, parasite is, an amazing film um you lied because there were a lot of fucking subtitles but that's fine um, see i see i disagree but if i if if i had believed there were a lot of subtitles i still would have lied to get you to watch it <laughs> <laughs> um but everything about that movie was dope like and I don't want to say too, too much because it really does. It starts. It's like a sliding scale almost like it starts somewhere and then like it goes to these other places and then it keeps building on the last surprise. And then you get to the end and not only is it a surprise, but it's a complete 360 from where you, where you thought it was going. And it's just, it's just masterful. They, it's a masterful piece of work, uh, that dude, I can't, I can't give enough credit to. I mean, like it's a, it's a long con. Yeah. Let's put it that way. For those of you that want to know what it's about, it's a, it's a long con, uh, type of show or movie. Um, and the twists and the turns and the, the parallel stories that are in it are just, they all just, you know, work to embolden 
the story that's that's underneath it. So I think um, we should give it probably, uh, you know, maybe a week or two or or, you know, a couple of uh, a couple of shows later, we can come back to it and we can talk details. Yeah, Um, definitely. Because I expect that people that listen to our show will actually hear us talk about this shit and say, oh, I want to watch this. And hopefully they could do that within a month or a month and a half. And then we can come back to it. We can talk details and actually get into it. But exactly. um, I mean, and there's a reason too why, I mean, this won the Oscar for best picture. You know what I mean? It's, it's the first Korean film to, or foreign film, Korean foreign film to ever win, win best picture. And that was huge, uh, for the Academy. You know what I mean? They had never done that before. Um, or a Korean foreign film had never won best picture. So, I mean, it's just that good of a, of a work of art. So check it out. You know, I don't want to sound like one of those people like, Oh, it's a work of art. You got to check it out. But it's like, you really, oh, but do. it is, it's totally a work of art. It really is. Like it's one of those movies where like I heard about it early on. Somebody told me you got to check this out. It's not what you think it is. And I just kind of forgot about it. But then Oscar season came around and it was getting all these rave reviews. And I was like, all right, well, I think I got to check this out now. You know, and no, it but on every it. level, it's a work of art, though. I mean, this, it really this, is. The writing is poetic and, and it's it's poetic and it's relevant. And the acting is perfection. And the uh, the cinematography is is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, like the contrast between you know, the two families and their living conditions were, were perfectly displayed. Um, yeah, I can't say enough good things about it, man. Cannot yeah. say enough good things. About I'm it. so, and, so psyched. You checked it out, man, because I knew you'd like it. It was, it was excellent. So yeah, I, I misspoke. It is that director is not the same director as the one that did train to Busan. It was the other train movie, uh, Snowpiercer. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no. And I've heard about that. I've heard that's actually yeah. really good too. But Train to Busan is also amazing mm-hmm. uh, if you if you get a chance to check that out. But yeah, um, dude. the uh, the other thing that we watched was E. T. Yeah, dude. Well, you watched that with uh, with Lige. So I mean, that's and he's a younger younger gentleman. So I'm sure that's why you guys picked E. T. I'd never seen E. T. before. Hmm. So that's crazy, man. Like, what did it? Yeah, did he, he never saw it. What did he think? <laughs> I mean, he was like, he was like, I swear, if I saw that, you know, back in the '80s, then I probably would have loved it. And you know, he's not wrong. I mean, that it back in the '80s, ET was. I mean, I cannot, I can't say anything, man. Back in the '80s, ET was amazing, mm-hmm. like. Like the, the effects, the makeup, the puppeteering, everything was just like wow. And I was watching it with him, and I was like, wow, he's not gonna like this shit. Cause like I'm watching it, and it's just like it's not. It does, it holds up story wise, mm-hmm. and somewhat special effects wise. But I mean, E.T. the character himself was like, I mean, shit. Every, almost every other frame. He had like his face looked different. Um, yeah, it was look, just weird. It was weird. It was weird. It was just weird. It he, it wasn't. 
it wasn't what I remembered. When I was a kid, I could suspend disbelief and like, you know, frame to frame, it didn't matter. It was just like, wow, look, it's a fucking alien. And and now it was just like, oh, look, it's a Muppet or it's a- You know, it's funny, man. You know? So I think that's where you and I are different on this because I'll, I'll agree with you on one thing. Like if, if he had seen it back in the 80s, yes, he might've actually been a little bit more impressed with it. That's fine. I can accept that. But- for somebody who grew up watching E.T., and you're older than me, but I mean, like, I watched E.T. when I was, like, for the first, maybe, like, five, four or five. Like, my dad and I used to watch it all the time. So, whenever I put on that movie, I'm, like, transported back to that feel-good place, you know, where I still can suspend disbelief and believe that, like, E.T. is, like, this alien, and I, I really get... a I get like attached to like the emotional aspect of the film and the connection that Elliot has with ET and it's all still it, like, none of that has really gone away for me. You know what I mean? Like I can, I know ET is not real, but like I get engrossed in like the story of, of the character and being into aliens. It's kind right. of like, you know, so all that stuff I get still that. grabs me dude. There are, there are moments in that film that, that still, like make me get emotional if I watch it. Like the very end where he leaves, you know, and mm-hmm. like every goddamn time I watch the ending of that fucking movie, like I will end up shedding a tear. I, I can't f- deal with it, dude. It's like, it's that that always grabs me. And then there's, I get a little emotional too. And like they're all, everybody's after him and he takes off on the bike and flies over everybody. Like that shit is fucking unbelievable, you know? So that really holds up. And dude, when they this past Thanksgiving, when they actually released like that ET like yeah. <laughs> commercial, I forgot who did it. Um, I forgot what what the brand was that was behind it. But Spielberg actually had like a, a approved it or something like that. I had no idea. Oh, it was like the Macy's. It was a Thanksgiving whatever. Like I think it was Macy's or something. But anyway, um, that commercial came on, and then my I had I hadn't seen it. I was too busy watching my daughter, and then. My aunt was like, tell me you just saw the E.T. commercial. And I was like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And so she, my wife took my daughter upstairs to change her. And I popped on my computer and looked up the trailer. Dude, I literally got like all like emotional and shit watching it. (laughs) Because it was like he came (laughs) back. He saw Elliot as like a grown, like, you know, they reconnected. So it's like, I don't know, man, that movie just still does it for me. I'm kind of bummed out that. Elijah didn't have the same experience. Like he liked it. Yeah, but he liked it. but it's not the but same. It was man, like you know. Yeah, I mean, like, like I mean, I guess, like, check it out. Like when I was a kid, <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna tell people to check out ET. I'm like, oh, if you haven't no. seen ET yet, yeah, no, check ET, check it out, man. You gotta see it. It's really good. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> it's groundbreaking. Um, <laughs> No, the uh, <laughs> no, like I was gonna say, check it out. Like back at, back when I was a kid, <laughs> the wizard, the Wizard of Oz, right? Yeah. The movie, the movie, The Wizard of Oz, with uh, Judy Garland, right? Used to love that shit. Yeah. And when and when she, when she hits her head and there's a tornado and shit, and you know she she wakes up and she looks out the window. Like there are these special effects and the special effects are like really not that special. Like it's literally just like a picture of a cloud floating by the window uh, uh, or, or uh, you know, her uncle's in a boat rowing 
uh, superimposed over, you know, whatever's flying around in the background, and and it goes by her window, and then that woman riding her bike, uh, you know, laughing, and she turns into the witch, but none of it looks real at all. But when I was a kid. I thought that's what a fucking tornado looked like. You know what I mean? I thought like when you had a, when there's a tornado, that's the shit that happens. You're going to look out your window. There's going to be a cloud, uh, a fucking cow flying by. There's going to be some bitch on a bike. Uh, like that's the <laughs> way. Gonna be that's going to be some bitch on a bike. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the way my brain fucking took that shit because like I was a kid and that's how I, that's how I processed it. But as a, as an adult, if I go back and I watch the wizard of Oz, I look at that shit and I'm like, Phew the fuck is this shit right like that's not what a tornado is gonna look like man this shit is not you know what i mean and and that's the same feeling that i get when i watch like these 80s like sci-fi movies and stuff like that like they're cool and shit some of them really hold up like alien holds up right oh hell yeah dude that shit's shit. what 1970s like late 70s right and it it holds up right you look at it and like they 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 made it so that it looked real as fuck where E.T., like, it didn't, to me, that didn't have the same level of of poignancy, of, of, of realness, um, where I can watch it now and say, oh, wow, that still holds up. Like, I look at it and I'm just like, eh, it's E.T. And, and yes, it brings back memories. And, yes, it was fun to watch and share with my nephew. And, uh, you know, we had a good family night. It was It was good vibes. It was fun. The story still holds up 100%. Um, but I'm just saying, like, you watch it, you go in with a grain of salt, like, you know, like, hey, it's, it was fucking made in the eighties, not, you know, recently. So the, the special effects are definitely not, you know, what you did, what you'd expect. Yeah. I mean, it it definitely, I agree with that. I mean, it's not going to be what you remembered. If, if you guys haven't seen it, which I, damn, you need to get on that right now and you can get it on, uh, Prime Video for three ninety nine, Vudu, Google Play, iTunes, YouTube, everywhere you can find it for like three or four bucks. So make sure if you haven't checked it out or you know that somebody in your family might want to watch it for like a family night or something, that's the perfect movie to. That's a nice throwback, man. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, dude, you actually told me that you were watching something on uh Prime Video that you hadn't seen before. I was already familiar with it called forged in fire which uh yes dude forged in fire is actually still on the history channel man that's how i originally was turned on to it um i love the show um but dude you're like obsessed with it now <laughs> so. yeah no it's great i i love like i want to i want to forge shit man i want to i want to i want to get a forge and i want to start banging out some fucking metal bro yeah, I mean, for those of you guys that don't know what Forged in Fire is, it's basically like a show where they make, like, fucking swords and shit uh, and different weapons. It's, like, really cool. Like, these people who are, like, you know, master metal workers basically all show up. It's kind of like, all right, so it's kind of like, you know, Hell's Kitchen or whatever. You know, like, these people come up and they uh, they all get together and make some, like, amazing dish and they face off against each other. Well, these guys are all amazing metal workers and they all know what they're doing and they wean them down to like the best one, you know? So it's another competition show, but man, the stuff that they build is insane. You know, and they make it look like perfect, you know, it's it's not real art that goes into this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, it's super interesting because it's like, 
you think that you know you can just like grab like a you know a hunk of iron and just heat it up superheat it and then bang it out and like oh wow look what i got a sword no like there's little details and little fine uh like fine-tuning things that they have to do to in order to make them like actual usable weapons um because like i mean if you if you heat it too much you know you could cause cracks or um you know if you make it too thin it'll you know you can't make it set it's strong enough to puncture steel or whatever like there's certain things like certain tests that they have to run it very reminiscent of uh deadliest warrior uh, yeah man you had you had mentioned that to me too yeah i mean deadliest warrior was a show um i forgot what show that was uh, what channel i think it was fx but um i thought it was history channel as well uh maybe it was dude i feel like i feel like when i watched it with jim we had to like go into like fx to to or like sci-fi or something to check it out but i might be completely wrong but regardless you can actually download the episodes on uh i think prime video right now but it's like three bucks an episode it's really expensive um, I mean, you could download an episode and check it out, or you could probably find some on YouTube, but I mean, deadliest warrior was great because they would take two people. They take like a ninja and like a samurai warrior, and it didn't matter what time period they were in, but they would literally talk about like their armor, their weapons. And then they would basically take everything about them. They would recreate the weapons, test them out, and then put all that into like a program and they would have them face off through this, like this automatic, you know, computer system and they would face off like 2000 times and then they would see who actually would win um, according to the stats they put in. And it was really cool because it's like the whole time you're like rooting for like, oh, the, the samurai warrior is totally going to win. And some mm -hmm. of these, some of these, you know, choices I had made did not go as expected. And they explained like why like how the computer program worked that out, you know, stuff like that. It's really, it was really interesting. And you learn a lot about the different, like, like just for instance, like I learned a lot about samurai warriors. I learned a lot about ninjas and all that stuff and their weaponry and all it's, it, it was excellent, dude. So, um, yeah. And it's like the same kind of feel with this because like they, it's almost, it's almost the same tests, like the weapons tests well, the, uh, that they well, ran. The, the dude that says like the the uh the guy that's like it will cut i'm pretty yeah. sure he's the same guy that was in deadliest warrior who did, who mm. tested out like the weapons from like a martial arts standpoint so right right uh i'm pretty sure it's the same guy but yeah it's a, it's it's super cool like i mean like some people like the people that lose sometimes like they lose because like you know they went with a more aesthetic approach rather than a functional approach uh, like sometimes like the the judges have like this real like tough time, like trying to decide which one's a better weapon um, because like, you know, two of them will feel one way and then the other two will feel a different way. And like they sit there and they argue and like their arguments are all really good. Um, but like, yeah, I'm I'm hooked on this. I'm hooked on this shit. And I'm I'm mad because like I want to watch other shit, but I keep coming back to forged in fire yeah man that's a sign of a good show i i i will tell you that um you know it's funny because if i've been to king richard's fair which is like a renaissance fair in um carver mass a couple times and they have guys there that basically do the same thing live and they make weapons like you can have them make something for you but like i've seen the weapons that they make and these guys are really good at what they do and they're not even close 
to the the caliber of what they're doing on the show. So the people that they choose to be on the show are already a tier above the rest. And then they narrow it down from like the five or six people on the show. So it might not seem like some of these guys know their stuff when they get kicked off, but like, <laughs> trust me, those guys know what they're doing. <laughs> they're just up against the best of the best. Yeah, man. So check out uh, Forged in Fire. Um, I will say uh, I wanted to touch upon one thing that I forgot to mention last episode. Um, we were talking about um, Tiger King and Tiger King. Uh, they just actually released an extra episode um, for any of you guys who are big Tiger King fans. Uh, basically, like Joel McHale uh, is kind of hosting it. It's only about 40 minutes long. You just go back into the Tiger King series and. Um, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend checking it out. Um, Cooley, did you get a chance to watch it yet? Or do you even know about it? No, I didn't yeah. get a chance to watch it. I do know about it because yeah. I live on fucking Netflix. So, right. Um, <laughs> well, I, I <laughs> so will I, say. I always see it, but. Dude, it's worth it, man. It's 40 minutes of your time. Um, I actually found out a lot about, um, you know, Joe Exotic, man, and how the guy's like legit a piece of shit. Um they kind of hint at it that he's kind of like this nice dude in the show or like maybe he did some screwed up stuff, but he maybe shouldn't be in prison. But like after hearing about the stuff that he did to other people and them coming clean about how he was a piece of shit, I have a lot less respect uh, for this guy. I'm going to a little spoiler here. This is one thing that I got out of the show um, that I'm just going to totally going to ruin for people. But it, it, it's, it really like hit me. Um, it's only one thing. So the guy, they basically interview a lot of the people that were in the show, like the guy with like the Terminator legs, the guy with, um, uh, you know, like, I don't know, everybody, you know, the guy who <laughs> has like a new teeth. Now the guy who had long blonde hair, who they said did a lot of meth. He was probably my favorite interview because he was like, no bullshit. But the guy who looks like the you know the man in black from West uh, Westworld with like the black Jurassic Park hat. Um, Are you talking about the dude that had the upside down AirPod? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was, it's, I don't know. You if will, I dude, what? Just take just take a look at it again one time, and you will not be able to unsee it. All right. <laughs> anyway, so um, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, he's got like the you know the black room hat. He was the guy who is filming like a reality tv series for yeah. joe exotic yeah so he tells this story man he, i guess he was at the zoo that day and this woman shows up and she's got a horse in the back of like a like a, a trailer hitch and she brings it to joe exotic and they and he comes out and he's like oh how can we help you she's like oh this is my horse you know he you know i i you know we're gonna be moving and i he's really old and i i can't take care of him anymore and i know that you guys apparently have like a lot of land here and i just want him to like enjoy the rest of his life and you know roam free and i figured you guys have the the land for it like would that be a possibility and then joe exotic's like oh yeah totally we have like so much land like we would definitely take care of him like no worries like be glad to blah blah blah, blah. she's like also and he basically gets to the point where he tells her you know if you get if you want to leave the trailer hitch here we can you know we'll, we'll get him acclimated and then we'll bring the trailer hitch to you back like tomorrow whatever so she's like oh my god like you guys are awesome whatever she leaves as soon as she gets off the lot he literally takes a revolver out and shoots the horse right in the head 
it kills the freaking horse dude and then he has them cut it up and feeds it to his tigers like that's fucked up you know and it's like it's like mm-hmm. shit like that it's like dude if you couldn't take care of the horse and like you were gonna do something fucked up like that thinking you know when this lady explicitly like that's a that's a sign of a fucked up person oh yeah there was never a part of me that thought that he might be a, a good guy like I 100% knew that this guy was a douchebag. 100%. Yeah, but I mean, even if you do think he's kind of like a messed up person, like to begin with, it's something where you definitely need to watch uh, this last episode because it really just goes in depth with all of these people and more of kind of like a real interview situation. And you get to see and hear what really happened as opposed to like how Netflix wanted you to see Joe Exotic. So. I would check oh, you're it talking out. about Joe Exotic. I was talking about Joel McHale. I I think he's a douchebag. But oh, you think? Joel- uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, you're probably wait, right. Wait, I probably should watch that. You're thinking that Joe McHale is a douchebag, even though I said that <laughs> Joe Exotic shot the horse in the head. Yeah, yes. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure that like Joe McHale's like hair in this like the whole interview series is completely fake. But whatever. I mean, that's just me. Um, anyway. <laughs> Um, well, listen, man, uh, that pretty much is all I got, uh, this week for, you know, cross the streams, dude, it's been fun. Do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah. Just, you know, shout us out, you know, let people know about us, check us out, uh, you know, comment on our shit, you know, let us know that you care because, you know, ever since you stopped sending us flowers, we've been really sad. Yeah, man. And now it's extra sad because it's social distancing. So I can't even see Cooley anymore. We need, I'm looking at him right now through FaceTime. You know, you look good, man, but it's still, it's not Thanks. the same. I can't smell you. That is depressing. You do need to be able to smell me. Yeah, Thanks. man. Those, those are the perks of being in person. So um, um, li- listen, listen, uh, guys. You know, one other thing I want to add, you know, we switched over from Redbeard Podcast across the streams. We really appreciate you listening. If you haven't listened to us before and this is your first time, great. Just do us a favor. Aside from commenting, it takes two seconds to go into the podcast app and just share the episode with somebody that you think might like it. If you are listening to it, then I know there's somebody out there that you probably think will enjoy it as well. So just send it out. It takes three seconds. Be like, hey, check this podcast out. I liked it. You know, um, it'll help us out. You know, we're trying to to expand our horizons, and you guys will are a big part of that. So, so uh, just do us a solid and take three seconds. We'd appreciate it. Yes, agreed. And I know that after you're finished listening to this, you're not going to do it. So please focus <laughs> when you stop listening to this to go into your phone go into the podcast app take three seconds to be like who would like this and send it to that person so just do it now just do yeah. it now yeah do it now um all right well we will catch Don't you guys even in- stop listening just like just go on another machine and do it there <laughs> Just do we're it giving you we're giving you time right now to do it while we ramble. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you guys catch you guys in two weeks. And uh, with that being said, we'll talk to you later. Peace. Later.